This is Off the Red Carpet with George Pinocchio, sponsored by Mercedes-Benz. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Off the Red Carpet. I'm George Pinocchio, and today we are really going off the red carpet, but there's a story that I must tell before we get to our interview subject for the day. So about two years ago, my personal trainer moved out of the state, and a friend of mine said, you've got to use this guy, you've got to use this guy, and I wasn't ready, and I liked not working out, and I knew it wasn't good for me, and it was starting to show physically, so I finally agreed to meet this guy. And he became my personal trainer. And as time went on, he was telling me that he had idea, this idea to write a book. And he had this whole thing sorted out of how he was going to do it. And it was going to include faith and fitness and a whole lot of other things to make us more whole, to make us better people, to make us look good physically, and to make us feel good mentally. So this was the process. And as we were working out for two years, I kept hearing this story every step of the way. Well, guess what? Alec Penix is now an author, not only a personal trainer to a lot of stars, but an author as well. And his book is called Seven Sundays. It's a faith, fitness, and food plan for lasting spiritual and physical change. And we are getting Alec Penix right now as the book is really just coming out. So congratulations on this. And did you ever think really this would become a reality when we were walking the streets of the San Fernando Valley doing um, step-ups? <laughs> Uh, no, I, and I didn't actually, but I just want to say thanks, George, for having me on today, first of all. Uh, I really didn't think it was going to happen or get to this point. I'm, it was sort of a dream, and I think that when these dreams come true in our lives, I think anyone can relate to this. It's like, oh, wow, we are working with something bigger than us. And so now that it's to this point, I am just trying to enjoy the process as much as I possibly can and not freak out. I mean, I mean, come on, I'm in front of the legend here, George, Ooh. here. And that introduction was just phenomenal, I have to say. Well, I think it's fantastic that you had a dream and you made it happen. And in this book, you actually let people know that they can achieve things, too, in different ways. And what I love, I think, most about reading this is that you don't let people be hard on themselves. If they don't follow a meal plan, it's okay sometimes. If they miss their exercise, forgive yourself. You have a lot of forgiveness in here, which I think is key because we all feel that if we fail once, we're done. Right. I, I, well, I think it's a projection of what I had to d develop that relationship with myself over the years. I, I, we're always our worst critic, right? We're always so hard on ourselves. So in order for me to succeed personally, I knew that I had to develop sort of a softer relationship, allow myself to, you know, if I failed, it was like, okay, that's fine. What did I learn from this mistake? And then move forward from there. And I also think that a lot of times we, we pay attention so much to our mistakes that we, we overlook our little victories and little victories could be like, all right, well, it was, it's the holiday season. And I just stopped eating right when I felt content. I didn't overeat. I just stopped eating. And I'm like, oh, and I feel good. That's a, that's a victory. I agree. You know, and, and so people don't look at those things as victories. And I talk a little bit about that in the book. When you push away that, uh, that, that cheesecake uh, for the first time, I mean, go, and go look at yourself in the mirror and say, wow, I, I mean, I'm amazing. I can't believe I just did that. So it's paying attention to those little things. And I think that it builds a success habit. And once you build those little 
little victories over and over and over again, you would start to empower yourself and, and to move on to bigger and better things. Well, I can tell you that it works, especially while you're reading it, because I read the bulk of this book on a plane and the flight attendant was coming by to offer me a nice hot fudge sundae with whipped cream and nuts, and I had to take the fruit plate. So thanks a lot. Oh, my gosh. I, well, that's great news, especially being my client. I can't tell you. I have tears coming down uh, right now, and I'm uh, just, just ex so excited for you because I, I know how uh, difficult that is on a plane, especially to turn away that those that cake. It's just Sugar is good. It just should taste so good, right? It's not good, but, but it that's, tastes good. But what a healthy alternative. I, t I do talk about alternatives, healthy alternatives in the book, actually. That's a, a huge step into the whole diet program is, is focusing, okay, not just getting rid of the bad foods, but what can we replace right. for those bad foods? You know, educating people uh, and directing them into the right path. And I think that there are a lot of uh, maybe exercise books out there that just say, eat this, this, and this. And it, it, you don't really know that, the, oh, this is actually a substitute for this. So we're actually educating the reader as well during that the nutritional process. So before we get to the book, we're going to get to your past a little bit. Yeah, okay. You can see his present right now on his Instagram page, which is Alec the Trainer on Instagram. Yeah. And you'll see that... He gives you a lot of tips there that might make you want to buy the book. And the proof is in the in the video because you're very, very physically fit. But as a child, you were bullied. And that's kind of surprised me that someone as fit as you and and who athleticism has meant so much for an entire life um, had a little bit of trouble. Like most of us, like me, when I was a kid. Yeah, well, I one of the reasons I think that stemmed me for writing this book is because of my past uh, when I was five, my parents got a divorce, and then on top of that, I was diagnosed with learning disability around that same time. And because of that disability, I, like you said, I was bullied a lot in school. They would call me things like SPED, which means special education, if you're not aware, or they would say I was stupid. So I was always a positive kid, so I was able to sort of harness that pain that came from those experiences, and I channeled it into things like working out in sports to overcompensate for that image that I allowed to attach to me. Uh, but I look back at that time and I thank God for that because if it wasn't for those experiences, I wouldn't be the person who I am. And not to sound arrogant, but I love who I am now. And uh, so, so it was through those ex those times that I was able to sort of harness something a little bit deeper. It gave me a gift of having empathy towards other people. It gave me the gift to want to contribute to the to world to the world in a much larger level. And it gave me just an incredible passion for life. And so, like I said, if it wasn't for those times, I wouldn't be where I was or where I am now. And I sort of developed that ability, that sort of that uh, the aesthetic part that was always, always a part of my journey. It was always, I guess, my natural gift along the way. But then one day it all changed. And that was when I was in Mexico and I was celebrating the night before. And I'll let you read in between the lines, George, on that okay. one. Okay. I woke up the next uh, morning or I should say e evening. Uh, I was laying in bed and I was feeling terrible. I was probably in the one of the darkest times of my life. And I, I think this was the first time I've ever prayed out loud. And I said uh, to God, I was like, I, I need something here. I'm crying out. I, I, I was like spiritually malnourished, I tell people. And I heard a voice at that time and said, Alec, it is time to become the man I've called you to be. It, it's the time. It, yeah, it was, it was that time. And so 
uh, from that point on, that was like the start of my spiritual awakening or my relationship with God. And he was sort of the catalyst of what enlightened me to, to have this uh, attached to this spiritual aspect to fitness or to this program because I started seeing it change my own life. And once it started changing my own life, it started filtering into my business and into my clients. It wasn't like this, you have to believe in God in order to f be fulfilled in life. And it's not a religious thing. It's, it was something that was just, it was a light. It was the, an enthusiasm. It was a passion for life that came from me. And it just it came into my clients and they're like, wow, what is this? This is different. And so I was, it, it allowed me to develop a new relationship with my clients. I thought reading the book, if you are a religious person, if you are a big believer, if you go to church every Sunday, there is, I would call added bonus to reading this because there is a lot of that in there. But if you're not as spiritual mm -hmm. and you're just an average person who might go to church a couple times a year, you know, you know those yeah, people, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think you can actually skim or read those areas a little bit faster yeah. and then still get to the lessons exactly. that you're trying to teach. Because basically you are trying to help people be better people. Mm -hmm. You were saying grace over gossip, things like that, yes. that are really just making yourself be more positive. And when you don't have that negativity, a lot of people believe you are healthier anyway, because stress adds a lot and negative thinking can mm -hmm. be bad for your body, right? Yeah. I really wanted to enlighten the reader to show them that they are much more than just physical, that they are body, mind, and spirit. And by strengthening all three aspects uh, of the body, mind, and spirit, that is how I believe that you become the best version of who you are. And that's why I have things like offering, and I'm sure you're gonna talk to me, wanna talk to me more about this later on, uh, but. Well, explain uh, what an offering is. Uh, yeah, an offering is, is a way of, of giving back. I tell the people that the quickest way to get out of depression is to give back. It changes our biochemistry into a state of gratitude. And when we see that our life isn't so bad after all, and that there are people out there really struggling, and I, and I think it's really important to see this, especially this time of year, that it really puts things in perspective for us and we would begin to appreciate what we have and begin to be content and not the, not to say that um, be content and not want to better your life. But once we appreciate what we do have, we start creating this affluent mindset and start allowing be bigger and better things into our lives. Great. So the offering it's with seven Sundays, there are six weeks of becoming a better person, both spiritually and physically and it's all aimed at wellness, I think is the, probably the best word. Right. But I'm shocked at this. So this is your first book, and on the cover, Kathy Lee Gifford is giving a quote. On the back, you've got Devon Franklin, you've got Sean Mendez, you've got Roma Downey and Derek Huff. I don't know how that happens for a first-time author. I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> well, explain Sean Mendez. Well, uh, Sean, it, it, it's funny how... Uh, it's funny how L or Hollywood works. My, my manager and good friend Jay Schwartz always tells me it's all about relationships in that voice, and and I always I always laugh I always laugh because but he's so right it really is. So when I was on when it when it all started for me to become that celebrity trainer is when I went on tour with Big Time Rush. And because of that uh, that tour, it really opened up a lot of doors for me. And I, I met a lot of people, developed a lot of relationships, and one thing led to another, and that's how I started training Sean. And, I mean, we all know he's already in great shape, but it's really, I think, 
it just a it stems from just be, trying to be the best person you can be, being nice, and I think you sort of attract more of the good things in life. And so, and I think that you look at the book, the cover, and in the back, and you see all those names. Listen, I have no idea how all that happened. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that I struggle with all the time. So we we know what the offer is. You tell somebody to do something nice for somebody else and often selflessly and that's healthy mm -hmm. sleep is another thing that you are obsessed with over the obsessed. course of this book and i am a sleep struggler mm. so i read some of these things give some of the tips including like i remember you said keep the temperature down and maybe stick your feet outside the yeah blankets. <laughs> yeah we don't really pay t we don't think those things are those little things are a big deal the temperature having clean sheets uh, turning off all electronics like an hour before you go to bed. We don't think those are important or even keeping your bedroom for um, sleeping and you know, the okay. other things, uh, <laughs> it, relax, relaxation, not entertainment or work. So those, that's, it's important to develop those boundaries when it comes to sleeping and being intentional with your, with your sleep. I tell people when, when you don't get enough sleep, it's like you're, it's like you're being, you being drunk. And so when you're drunk, you, you, you're impaired to making good decisions. So if you're, if you, if you crave cheesecake and you're not, you're not sleeping a lot or not getting quality sleep, the chances of you actually turning to that cheesecake increases. Oh. Yes. So G George, come on, man. I you got to start sleeping, buddy. All right. I'm trying, but you know, you read the first week and you tell me something about sleep and I think, Oh, I've got that nailed. And then you come to week two and then there's another issue involving sleep that might affect me. And then you get to week three and it's yeah. again. So sleep is a process and you give it to us little by little, yeah. which is what you do with the exercise because you will start by letting people just walk for 20 minutes. Yeah. And that's the day. But by the time you end the week, it's an hour. <laughs> you're adding all these different reps and, and, exercises and and how you're letting them know how to do them in another place it's become a little multi-dimensional right because mm -hmm. they can watch somehow how to do a burpee right mm -hmm. yeah w w you said earlier that it's like well i thought we're going slow on this and then all of a sudden you were going to be walking an hour when it was just 20 minutes like what's going on here but it, we really tried to make it so that it, the progression is 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 I feel is healthy and anyone could achieve it. Um, but when it comes to the exercises on my website is actually where you can go and you can see how all the exercises are done and I'll be doing the demonstration. So hopefully, uh, you know, you guys like it. And what's the website? Uh, it's, uh, it's alecpenix.com. A-L-E-C-P-E-N-I-X. It's Penix. It's Penix, everyone. Penix. Got it. <laughs> All right. So then you do the nutrition and we start out easy with that, too. You don't you don't force us into anything really fast. Mm -hmm. You let us kind of assimilate into a new way of thinking mm -hmm. about what we're going to eat and understanding the foods we're eating. And it's interesting that you have said what other people have said in the past as well, that you want to have something in your body that's been on this earth for a long time right. yeah. and not necessarily a word that's 13 to 18 letters that has some kind of chemicals in it. Yeah. If you can't pronounce it, you should probably shouldn't be eating it. That's what I tell people. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really, I had to go through this own transformation. Uh, I was, as being a trainer, I need convenience. I'm, I'm on my feet all the time. I'm working. And so turning to even protein bars, I was turning to the wrong protein bars that had those 
um, names that you can pronounce, uh, then finding things, making that shift to finding maybe other bars out there that are all natural, have very little ingredients that come from that time that, you know, that God's creation. So going through that shift of just consuming whole food, regular, whole, wholesome food, I really started not only seeing my body change, but I started seeing the, my mind. I started getting more energy. It really started in, inside out. I began to see that transformation. And I, and that's why I wanted to stress that in this book. And, but if you look at the first week, uh, in, in this book, it's called illumination. And that's really bringing awareness to your eating habits. I tell people to, to log what you eat and, and to pay attention to the foods you eat. And to be honest, yes, which be is honest. really hard to do sometimes, it but it makes us more accountable. So we do it. And it's a smart thing to have us do. Yeah. It, why you're only cheating yourself at the end of the day if you're if you're not being honest so having that uh, that awareness is the first step in order to make any type of change in whatever we do well i'm going to say this for all the listeners right now because you are making a claim and i'm going to make <laughs> you answer this question oh, but in your book you say after seven Sundays, you will be fitter and stronger than when you started. You'll eat better. You'll sleep better. You'll be more confident. Mm -hmm. And that's the, and I believe that's the truth. See, I apply this these methods to with my in my own life, and because of that, I've seen my own transformation. And I want people to get a piece of that. Like, no, listen, I this is where I started, and now this is where I am. This is how I feel about myself. This is how I feel about my life, and it's because of these little habits every single day that I did that to really help me transform from the inside out to become that best version of who I am. Okay, so here's something I love. I kind of sometimes think that I smile for a living, right? I'm on TV all the time. Great I'm smile, smiling. Thank you very much. But you have people in your training world that that is an issue for, and you talk <laughs> about the power of a smile and how that helps people in their overall health. Explain yourself, Alec Penix. Yeah. I had one particular client, uh, I'm not going to mention any names here, but he would always walk in and he had sort of like this grumpy face or just, well, it didn't seem, I don't know, it just didn't seem happy. And so I approached him one day and I said, hey, you know, you ever tried to like just faking it to your make it type of thing? Just smile even if, even though you don't feel like it. And he started, he's like, oh, okay, I'll try it. And he applied it and he started seeing a change. And then he started seeing the people around him act differently around him. And then he was more, he's like, because he was more inviting. And so it really does tr change not, not only your external life, but also your internal, because when we smile, it, it changes our, our biochemistry it releases certain hormones that begins to make make us happier right so that's why there's really a method to the madness even a simple smile can go a long way i think that's good because it says see i exercised today i smiled <laughs> i did something yeah exactly another thing that I'm glad you write about is that you say the older you are, the more benefits you'll actually get from exercising. And I think I'm of a certain age now. There are certain things I can't do, but how I'm proud that at least I go out there and try to do something, right? Let me tell you, everyone who's listening to this podcast, George does the best squats at anyone I've ever seen. So they're miserable. they're amazing. No, we have a, we have a great time working out. But any, I have a, a message in the book that says anything is possible. And I really believe it applies to what you're talking about right now. So it's never too late 
to start a, um, a fitness program. Um, so don't don't allow those those thoughts to enter into your brain. Just reject them and then focus on what you want. In chapter two, you say something that I think is a mantra. Many people feel this way. If I just lose 15 pounds, then I'd be happy. I mean, I have said that myself and have lost 15 pounds and then you want to lose five more or then there's still something missing. Yep. So you'll, what happens? You're never content. You're never happy. You go on this path of someday I, I will be happy and you realize you eludes you the whole way through. Whereas I want people to be content on where they are right now. I think that's important. It's like you said earlier, this whole book, you will lose weight. You will feel stronger. You will feel mentally stronger. But it's about who you become in the process. I think it's important as well and to pay attention to that. So, yes, lose those 15 pounds, but also be happy where you are now, please. <laughs> okay. uh, you learn something each week in your book as you're reading it anyway. Week by week, there's some new knowledge. But you decided to kind of give us the knowledge in a in an easy way it's not forced on us um so fast that it's too much to take in mm -hmm. was there a lot of editing that went on in that process so you didn't overwhelm us with be better be better be better uh i think that's just naturally who i've become uh, in terms of with with my own my own journey, if it, if it's working out or if, if it's anything else that I'm trying to get better at, I always take step by step and I'll allow myself to to soak in the moments and allow myself to build off the little victories. And I think that's important that we just go at a uh, at, at a reasonable a reasonable pace for ourselves in order to be kind, in order to to do what's uh, right for you. Okay. Here's something that I never really thought of, and you and I do this when we work out, even though it's at night. You don't want to always take the same walk. Mm -hmm. And if you're working out in the afternoon, nature has its own distractions mm -hmm. that make the walk maybe a little more pleasant when you're doing the exercise, right? Yeah. Is that why people are always in these L.A. canyons walking around? Uh, yeah. yeah, well, I, I, that's why one of the reasons why I always try to take a new route with you, George, is because you always have a tendency to stop right in the middle of the street when the cars are coming. So I want to take the, the, the route of the least uh, <laughs> resistance. <laughs> but variety is key. Uh, I get a lot that my workout is mundane and it's boring, and so people lose that motivation. Uh, to continue to w exercise, to work out. And so I want to give them a sense of variety to keep them excited about the next day. When you were talking about getting a healthier mind, some of the things you ask your readers to do is maybe visit someone who's sick, give some money mm -hmm. to a charity organization, volunteer your time, um, say a prayer for someone. Right. All these things that are acts of selflessness mm -hmm. that help somebody else. Why is it important to help somebody else if you're just trying to get better yourself? Uh, because it, 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 helping someone else really does something amazing. It gives you like this supernatural energy, this power that I say that you just, the more you give of yourself to other people, the more energy you get in return, because it just, it f gives you this sense of empowerment that it, when you just do everything um, for you, it becomes kind of selfish in a sense. And that's, I want people to empower them, themselves, but in a way, a, sort of one of the pieces in order to do that successfully is about giving back. 
I was thinking as I was reading your book that you could do a second book with kind of pictures and simple tips because I learned things that I didn't know. Bananas help prevent muscle cramps and help with blood pressure. Pears are good for your cholesterol. Papaya may reduce your risk of cancer. And fresh cranberries are proven to increase your HDL. This is all good information. Yeah, kind of. I mean, this is all real food. Right. Right. Tricks, tricks are so important. Over the years, as a trainer, I tried to develop little tricks like that. And well, this food is good for that. This exercise is good for that. Just simple things where the the reader, the client can relate to it and like, oh, I get that. Okay, it makes sense. And so when it makes sense to them, I think it, they're more adapt to making those changes. Nice. In the third Sunday of your book, you are getting rid of foods that were not here mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. 10 years ago. Yeah. it's We call them faithless foods, and there's really – you don't have to apply any religious significance to it. But what, it, what I'm really trying to have the reader do is – uh, to be intentional about what they eat, create an emotional relationship with the foods they eat. F- eating is emotional, right? When we're emotional, a lot of us, when we're stressed, we, we go and turn to uh, certain foods. So I want us to start developing a better relationships with the right food uh, and understanding why I don't want people to eat some this bad food. So it's just being about being more intentional. You know, we're just not going and sitting down and just putting food in your mouth, but understanding what I'm taking in, what are these foods going to give me, and how is this going to give me or transform my life? Uh, one of the things you'd love us to get rid of is real processed sugar. Yeah. And one of your uh, substitutes is what, ste- natural stevia extract? Mm-hmm. Okay, so one thing that you say in this book, which I think is a really good uh, example, is you give up all that sugar and you're eating the stevia and all that, and then one day you go and you, you want to have a piece of cheesecake. What's it going to taste like? Well, it's going to be, it's going to be uh, just. It won't taste like the normal cheesecake. Let's just take that we're used to eating. <laughs> you're going to taste it, the fat and butter. Aren't yeah, you? it's going <laughs> to overpower you, and that's what we, what we want. We. We want you to see. We want you to develop um, a relationship with not eating those foods, and then when you turn back to that, be, allow it to um, allow it to just empower you, or allow it to show you that it's like, wow, like th- this is doesn't taste the same as it used to. This is this is this is what you do to this cheesecake, George. So, is there say a protein bar that you recommend that feels like it might have some sugar in it, but maybe doesn't? Um, well. I think I mentioned to you earlier that one of my things was uh, I would eat protein bars that were I couldn't pronounce the name. And so when I ate them, this comes back to that cheesecake analogy that you made. I didn't understand when I would eat these protein bars, it it would actually make it would be hard for me to digest. It was almost like a brick into my stomach. And so once I shifted into finding a protein bar that was all natural, like, like a G2G bar that I that I turned to. Um, that is all natural. I now digest that properly and efficiently, and it makes me feel good. And so now, when I go back to those bars by chance, I don't feel as so great. So I shouldn't keep buying what's on sale at the grocery store. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, that bar, those bars are probably not good. All right. Sure. So there's one more question I want to ask you because I just thought it was fascinating that it was in a fitness book. Ready? Mm-hmm. Why is making your bed important to your overall day? 
<laughs> they say that developing um, the little habits, the little disciplines in life lead to the bigger disciplines, the, the bigger breakthroughs. And the first thing they say is by by making your bed in the morning, the first thing you do, you, you start to empower yourself. So I, I keep on repeating myself, but little victories are so important. And this goes right back to that. I don't think it's bad to repeat yourself yeah. because it's all going back to a central theme of yeah. getting a healthier body and mind. Right, right. Right. And then not only that, but when what's the best thing when you get home at night and you see this bed with clean sheets and it's made, you're like, you're gonna be like, I can't wait to get in that bed and fall asleep. What is it like for somebody who spends his days in a gym to suddenly be on a little bit of a publicity tour to talk about his book? I know you're gonna be heading to New York to do Good Morning America later this mm. month. This is a different life for you. It is a totally different life. And I want people to understand that when they embark on seven Sundays and it forces them out of their comfort zone, just know that what I'm doing right now is definitely forcing me out of my comfort zone. This is not, I'm, I can train people blindfolded. Like that's just who I've been doing it for my whole life, but doing this right now with you, George, you're like, you're like so skilled at this that you're this is who you this is what you do this is who you are but it isn't who I am you know it's not something that I've really developed yet and feel like super competent and confident in but I'm doing it anyways because there's a bigger cause here I want to help people and I want to get the message out so regardless of how I feel I still do it anyways well you're just basically saying right there that you're like somebody else who's coming into the fitness world so if they're listening to this podcast Mm -hmm. Um, they can do it too. Yes, like exactly. Doing this. Exactly. Okay, exactly. Like okay. I also heard from a, a good source, which I um, believe, that your book is going to be very easy to find. Yes, it's going to be super easy. You can actually, well, first of all, it'll be in every Barnes & Noble in the country, which is just an amazing thing. Uh, you can go on their website as well, and then you can also go on Amazon and get it right now if you want. Yeah, I'm going to do your humble brag. I understand it's going to be at the tables in the front with all those big books for the holiday season. What was the first thing I said to you? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's great. I just think that it's going to be just awesome. I when I told you the other day that my my mom and my dad could go to a Barnes and Noble in Michigan where I'm from and they can go to the store and they can see their son at the new release table and, and that to me that's just worth the whole journey. So this book is aimed at making us better. Mm-hmm. Did writing it make you better? Yeah, this whole journey has made me better. This whole journey has shown me that I am much more than I ever thought. I've underestimated myself my whole entire life. And because of that disability, I think it really limited me uh, and put put me in this box. Did you overcome this disability? Uh, I'm overcoming it. I'm beginning to know that I am not becoming somebody, but I am somebody. You know, I, we, I believe that we are all created in the image and likeness of, of God. I believe we all share that. Uh, but because of this journey, it has stretched me so far out of my comfort zone. I mean, I never thought in a million years I would write a book, nor was I creative enough to write a book. I was, and believe me, I like once it started to take take its course, I was like, oh wow, like uh, there is some creativity deep down inside of me. Like I'm not just this meathead trainer, you know. There's <laughs> a little more there. So there are people that I've interviewed over the course of my 
broadcasting career in show business, including Meryl Streep, who gets a job and then fears she's never going to get another job. Mm -hmm. And she's Meryl Streep. Yeah. Do you feel that you're never going to get another book or are you already racing with six ideas in your head? Uh <laughs> that's a t that's a good question. I mean, I hope to get another book. Uh, I do have ideas of another book, but uh, I, right now my focus is to stay right here, right now with you and what I need to do because it requires all my attention, all my focus to do what I'm doing right now in order for me to be in my game, in order for people to see and feel my enthusiasm. So if I look too far ahead, I may not give them the best that. They deserve. So what is the one promise before we go that you have for anyone who might read your book? Uh, my promise is that once you get done reading my book, that you will truly believe that anything is possible. Awesome. Our guest today is Alec Penix. He is the author of Seven Sundays. It's a faith, fitness, and food plan for lasting spiritual and physical change. You'll find it in Barnes and Nobles all across the country. Alec the Trainer on Instagram, mm -hmm. and his website is alecpenix.com if you want to see how to do some of the exercises he has in his book. Last words, Alec. Uh, you could also find me on Facebook as well as Alec Penix the Trainer. Okay, there okay. you go. There you go. All right, so thanks for joining us for another edition of Off the Red Carpet. I'm George Pinocchio. I hope you enjoyed this particular segment that really took us off the red carpet it's a little out of my comfort zone but knowing alec and knowing um the warm person that he is i'm wishing you great success with thank your you. book okay. thank you george thanks everyone for listening